الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دل شيطا الله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home just to continue from where we left off in the last session we were we touched the biography of hazrat salman farsi radiyallahu ta'ala a great companion of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam resting in the area of madain madain approximately 50 kilometers away from baghdad with hazrat salman farsi there are other two graves famous graves of uh, two companions of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam hazrat huzaifa bin yaman radiyallahu ta'ala and hazrat abdullah bin jabir radiyallahu ta'ala hazrat huzaifa bin yaman radiyallahu ta'ala a great companion he was known as sahibus sir sahibus sir Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam had informed him of the events that are to take place in the future before the day of qiyamah and he also had the list of all the hypocrites munafiqin an incredible sahabi Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that this list that i have given to you and what i have said to you should remain with you all the time don't reveal any information to anyone that was the bay'ah that is what he promised huzur alayhi salatu wassalam sahaba ikram ajma'in when they promised they fulfilled everything there was one companion whose name is hazrat jarir bin abdullah radiyallahu ta'ala an <coughs> he made bay'ah took an oath on the hands of Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam that he will always be faithful to his Muslim brother and he said that once he was in the market and he wanted to buy a horse and his brother the sahabi that was selling the horse he was desperate to sell it he needed money you get some people who want to sell their car quickly and the right amount is not so important for them they just want to get rid of that this was the situation with that sahabi and hazrat jarir bin abdullah knew exactly of that condition with that sahabi and he said to him that how much will you sell this horse to me and he said i'll sell this horse to you for 400 for 400 dirham and he says 400 dirham we close the bay and he says yes 400 dirham is enough. Hazrat Jarib bin Abdullah went around the horse to look at him. 
I said that, no, I don't think 400 is enough for you. Let me give you an extra 200. Would we do that? We wouldn't do that, would we, my brothers? On the contrary, we would say, oh, 400 is too much. 350. Huh? We Asians are the masters when it comes to haggling. When you go to India or other countries, someone said to me that, go to any shop, ask them the price, and half it, then half it. <laughs> and that's okay. So if something is there for 600 rupees, 300 or even lower, 250 or 200, and then it's okay. And he said, Jalil bin Abdullah says, no, I can't give you 400 for this horse. Give you 200 extra. So my companion says, it's entirely up to you, but I'm happy with 400. Hazrat said, no. After a bit, he went round, looking at the horse again, carefully, touching the skin, everything. He said, no, I think he's worth more than that also. Let me give you 100 dirham more. It may be? Totally? 700. I think it is either 700 or 800 dirhams, Allahu A'lam. And the bay was complete after that. Some of them, some of the companions that were around Hazrat Jalil bin Abdullah, they said to him, Hazrat, he agreed with 400 dirham. Why did you want to give him 400, 500 riyas extra, uh, dirham extra? And he says that I have taken an oath on the hands of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that I will always be faithful to my Muslim brother. And this is how honest Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een were. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. I always say just one drop, any companion inside is sufficient for us. One drop. Subhanallah. So this great companion, Sahibu Sir, a list of all the munafiqeen was given to him. And he never revealed any information who the Munafikeen were. The Munafikeen were free to come in the masjid in Madinatul Munawwara. And he would look at them all. And they would look at him because they knew that Aap Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through where he must have informed Hazrat Huwaifa bin Yaman of everyone and their condition and of all the events that is to take place before the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an once came to him and how humble were the companions how humble subhanallah and he says Huzaifa I want to ask you something is my name in the list of hypocrites subhanallah can you show it to me Hazrat Huzaifa looked at Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and smiled at him no your name is not in the list of hypocrites and I am not allowed to show you the list of names that are given to me. It is said that in the time of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and Khilafat, every time a janazah was brought forward in front of him to read Salatul Janazah, he would first turn around and look at his musalli and would look for Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman. If Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman was there, he would say Allahu Akbar and read Salatul Janazah. 
If Huzaifa bin Yaman was not there, he would not read Salatul Janazah. He was so strong about it. And he says that I fear that maybe this man is a hypocrite, a munafiq. If he was not a munafiq, then I'm sure Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman would be present. Subhanallah. So these were great people, great companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The best people, my respected brothers. The best people after Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. Subhanallah. And both of them, father and son, Huzaifa bin Yaman, accepted Iman exactly during the time of the battle of Badr, the very first battle between the Muslims and the Kafir. They were about to leave Makkatul Mukarrama, father and son, to meet Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam in Madinatul Munawwara. Whilst they were traveling, on the way they met Abu Jahal with his powerful army. Very powerful army. And both of them, father and son, were captured. Abu Jahal said to them, that, where are you going? And he says, our destination is Madinatul Munawwara. He says, you want to go to Madinatul Munawwara so you can fight for the Muslims against us, against my army. And that was not their intention at all. So Huzaifa bin Yaman said, no, we just want to go and meet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is our purpose. We don't want to fight with anyone. And he said that, no, I will not allow you to go. And they were taken as prisoners. But then the father and the son put pressure on Abu Jahal. Even though they were kuffar, my respective brothers, their tongues were very, very clean. They would speak the truth, the Arabs. And if they would say that we will not attack you, they will not attack you. If they say that you are my brother, that, is, that means you are my brother. Literally, they would treat you like a brother. And both father and son said to Abu Jahal, we promise you that we will not fight with the Muslims against you. And Abu Jahal at that time said to both of them that you are promising me, so I will not see you in the battlefield. And both of them said no. When they got to Madinatul Munawwara, they related the entire incident of what had happened. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to them that because you have promised Abu Jahal imagine Kafir at that time and at that time the Kuffar were threefolds more than the Muslims and they were armed to their teeth they had all the weapons Muslims didn't have anything exactly like Israel armed to their teeth Nobody wants to do anything to Israel. Why? Because the security of Israel is so important. So important. And we are talking about this greater Israel. And everything is already divided, as Shabir Bhai was telling me. The plans are already there. Which division should go where, which division should go where, which division should go, and all Arab brothers are sleeping. Mashallah. And Saudi Arabia is just bothered with Wahhabism. So when you go for Hajj, don't do Taklid, don't do Taklid, don't, don't follow Abu Hanifa, don't follow Imam Malik, don't follow Taklid, that's all they do. They give you free Quran, free literature. That is all. 
No one has the power to say anything. Anything whatsoever. Subhanallah. So they are armed to the teeth like how the Israelis are. But no intervention from the UN or any other army. And they haven't found anything in Iraq. And, uh, recently someone gave me uh, an article of this area of Azamiya, where the Imam Azam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah is also resting. And even that area has been bombarded. And there is a lot of damage in that area. Azamiya. Subhanallah al-Azim. Subhanallah al-Azim, my respected brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us all the tawfiq that we open up our eyes. We are the followers of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But yet, subhanallah, is it that Allah is naraz with us? Or is it that we are just following 100% of our carnal desires and passion and hawa? And that we are not engaged in tawbah and istighfar? Anyway, both of them were captured by Abu Jahl, then released. When they went to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to them, Though that promise was made to Abu Jahl, the leader of the kuffar, but nevertheless it is still a promise. And a Muslim does not break his promise. Even in that condition, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not allow Hazrat Huzayfa who was a young man at that time and the Muslims needed him and his father to participate in the battle of Badr and he was deprived of that great honor that badge of being the Badriyin Sahabi but Alhamdulillah he participated in the battle of Uhud and it is in the battle of Uhud that his father was made Shaheed Subhanallah Nevertheless, in that area Madain, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman is resting and Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu ta'ala and is resting with Hazrat Salman farsi three graves are there. The most famous incident that had taken place with the two companions who are there, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu ta'ala was in the year 19. 29. At that time in Iraq, Saddam Hussein was not the leader. Was he Shabir? 1929? Who was it? King? Huh? It was the king. 1929. And the two companions, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and Abdullah bin Jabir, were resting in the area of the river Dajjal, Dajla, Dariyai, Dajla. Both the graves were there. It is said that the king at that time saw in his dream that both of the companions, Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and Abdullah bin Jabir, are saying to him in his dream that the river of Dajla is entering into our graves. So why don't you do something about it? Block the water from entering into our graves. When he woke up, he just thought that it is just a dream maybe. For the second time he saw the same dream. For the third time he saw the same dream. And then it is said that also in Iraq at that time, 
one of the great alims saw the same dream which the king saw and he came to the king and said that I have seen this dream so the king said to him I have also seen this dream after that everything was organized the entire army came at that time it was a massive event great publicity was given at that time that the two graves of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be dug open in fact there were also screens there at that time so thousands and thousands of people had gathered up to see so they can see exactly what is happening some of the foreign dignitaries also came to Iraq at that time and nothing like that has ever happened recently the opening of the graves of two great companions perhaps the last incident was in Iraq in 1929 some of them say that how true this is I don't know but there is a possibility that when Haramain al-Sharifain was being built the area where Safa Marwa is the back part of it and across you can see the king's palace when that area was being dug up some of them say that fresh bodies were also found in that area Wallahu alam. we know the policy of Saudi Arabia they love to keep everything in secret but some of them have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best there is a great possibility there is a great possibility that there were some great people great pious people if not companions pious people resting in that area and this work was done after the period of Hajj in 1929 because the Iraqis who went for Hajj they said to their government that let us come and also witness this event everyone was there and the cover of Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman was opened up and the cover of Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir many many people were there there were, there were screens for people to see also it is said that there was a non-Muslim there very close who was an eye specialist and when slightly the coffin of one of the companions opened up he saw the eyes of the companion and instantly at that point he recited Shahada La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah these were Arab Christians who were living there and he was an eye specialist even for them they wanted to see this moment we get in Hindustan a lot of Hindu people have faith in Muslim scholars and they go for Taweez and they go for Amaliyat and they go to Darga you go to Sheikh Khaja Mohinduddin Chishti Rahmatullah's Mazar and with Muslims you'll find so many Hindus there also so all of them were there gathered up for this massive event and the coffin was opened up and people had witnessed the face of these two companions Hazrat Khawaifa bin Yaman and Abdullah bin Jabir every single part of their body was intact they say that as if the body was fresh totally everything the face and they could even see sort of blood flowing the coffin was perfect the whole body was perfect and this was even mentioned everywhere in the newspapers at that time in 1929 it was a great story for the Muslims and after that their bodies were removed from that area transferred to Mada'in from Dariya Dajla 
towards Madain and they were put in that area of Jamia Masjid where Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala and is resting that is where Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu ta'ala and the two companions are resting and this is all because of the taqwa my respected brothers like how the bodies of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam is absolutely salim also those who follow Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam their bodies never decompose it is all intact all the companions all the sahaba kiram ajmain every part of their body is mahfuz Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said in the hadith that when a pious muslim ruh is taken out before his ruh is taken out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows him his place in Jannah and there's another angel that whispers in his ear exactly what I said to you in the Jummah khutbah today يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّ يَرْجِعِي إِلَىٰ رَبِّكِ رَاضِيَةً مَرْضِيَةً فَادْخُلِي فِي عِبَادِي وَادْخُلِي جَنَّتِي and the angels are there and when the ruh is taken out the angels are still there when the ghusl of that mayat is taking place the angels are still there and it is said that when his when the muslimin carry the janazah of this pious person the angels also participate and carry the janazah of this muslim and huzur alayhi salatu wassalam said that everyone can hear except for insan that the mayat is saying ajiluni 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 don't waste time quickly quickly take me to my cover quickly put me down quickly jannat is in front of me because he has seen his maqam he has seen his place and if someone who has been disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah save us all my respected brothers Allah ki zat my respected brothers he is summoned he is someone how he treats anyone that is entirely up to him may Allah save us we haven't got nothing the speaker is even weaker than the listeners my respected brothers Allah give me the tawfiq and all of you after that and if someone who is gunahgar he says to the people aina tazhabuna bi aina tazhabuna bi where are you taking me where are you taking me nobody there is going to listen to him go back to the pious person when his janaza namaz is being performed in the sufuf huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said that the angels also join in with the muslimin for his janaza namaz and when they put him down the angels are also there putting the mayat down and when the mitti the earth covers his entire body and that area that is opened up everyone leaves him his amal go inside huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said that even the angels of rahmat mercy stay with him inside to accompany him huzur alayhi salatu wassalam in a hadith has said uh, one of the companions habit was that when all of them go he would stay behind and make dua for the mayit that oh Allah help him in answering all the questions and some of the companions says that why do you stay behind he said that Absalullah alayhi wasallam has said that when all of you go one should remain behind and make dua for his relative or his close friend that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him the tawfiq to answer correctly 
And it is these three questions that need to be answered correctly. And if you can answer it correctly, subhanAllah, everything opens up for you. And when he is a pious person, it is said that even though he is in a coffin, the angels lift him up properly and the munkar and nakir are there. And they say to him, Mar Rabbuka, who is your Lord? Tumara Rabb hai? Because he has been practicing all his life, he knows who Allah is. He will say, Rabbi Allah, my Lord is Allah. Then the angels will say, Ma deenuka, then what is your religion? He will say, Al Islam. Mada taqulu bihadar rajul. And the face of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam will be shown to him. What is your opinion about this man, this pious man? Straight away he will say, Rasuluna Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is the mighty messenger. And another question will be put forward to him. How do you know that he is Rasulullah, Muhammad Rasulullah? How do you know? We say that because of the Quran that was revealed to him, we have all this information. And that is it. Jannat is wajib on this individual. No matter what happens to him in Madani Hashar, he has passed his test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes alan towards the, the, the angels who are close to him, holding the arsh. This man has given correct answers. And he appoints, Allah appoints angels at that time that go and take the special carpet, the special rug of Jannat and put it down into his grave. Oh, Alhamdulillah, after performing Salat in Masjid Umar, when you go to, I'm not putting any masjid down, uh, Allah, we are all the house of Allah, where Allah is But just materialistically speaking, mashallah, the carpet is quite thick in Masjid Umar. So when we perform our rukus and sujood, it's quite comfortable. And sometimes, and even the masjid is quite new. When you go to some other areas, it's quite hard. Perhaps because this masjid is new, everything gets worn off after a bit. So special rugs from Jannat are lifted up for him from Jannat and brought down into the grave. Now we can't see all that. This is in the unseen world. The malaika can go down and go out whenever they want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the other angels, get the special clothes of the, the robes of Jannat, the libas of Jannat, and take his coffin out. So he is undressed in the cover. No one to see him. Special clothes are given to him. And after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, open the doors of Jannat for him so the fragrance of Jannat comes to his grave directly. And this is his condition until the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this condition, my respected brother. But before that we have to work very hard. For the kuffar, for those who are the disbelievers, clothes of Jahannam come. The rug of Jahannam, khas libas will be brought down. The doors of Jahannam is open up for him. And that punishment he will receive until the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
give us all the tawfiq my respected brothers these are some of the events that have taken place with some of the companions in Iraq Hazrat Salman Farsi Hazrat Hawaifa bin Yaman and Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala and a man by the name of Hazrat Sulaiman bin Muhammad who was the author of this great kitab written on Durood Sharif Dala'ilul Khairat Dala'ilul Khairat It is also said about him famously known that when you go to his grave there is this fragrance that is only exclusive to his grave Kashturi Kashturi ki Kashturi smell comes out of his cover it is even famously known that if you go to the grave of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah there is fragrance coming out from the grave of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah in Pakistan some of the scholars have said that Maulana Ahmad Ali Lahori rahmatullah is covered and if you go to his grave also this khushbu is out but we also have to have that nose <laughs> if we go and we say oh we've been there Maulana I've been to Imam Bukhari rahmatullah grave there is no fragrance we haven't got that nose, my respected brothers. We haven't got that nose. Only a pilot knows how to fly everything. You know, massive engine in front of it. It is like that person who fainted. And when he fainted, someone put perfume in front of him. And he was a bhangi, the one who would clean all the toilets and the gutters. But he fainted. And he put the best of perfume in front of him, put onions, bring him back to consciousness. Nothing. Satan <laughs> knows the story now. <laughs> Nothing happens. But he's not used to that smell, you see. He's been working always in that environment where he always thinks and smells. So someone said to him, well, what's happening? He's very little. He's unconscious. He has fainted. He says, I know him. He's a bhangi. The bhangi hai, right? He went and he got along with him some napaki and put it close to his nose and straight away he woke up and the people were shocked how come? But he is used to his environment so the ulama have written that when you go to the grave of Imam Bukhari there is khushbu coming out you go to Maulana Ahmad Abi Lahori's grave there is khushbu coming out and I had one more thing that you go to Maulana Haq Nawaz Jangwi's grave and I have personally experienced this in jung and you go to his grave and there is khushbu coming out from his grave also <coughs> but you need that nose you need that nose to to smell it the, the more taqwa you have the more things come close to you spirituality is with you so that Muhammad bin Sulaiman Kashturi smell would come out from his grave he said after 77 years for some reason they had to dig his grave open up and to move his body, his mayat from one area to another area. It is said that after 77 years, the kafan was absolutely intact. Some people were there. One of them opened up the face of Hazrat Mawana Sulaiman bin Muhammad. And they say that even the hair of Hazrat Mawana Sulaiman bin Muhammad's beard was so fresh as if he someone has just passed away one or two days ago yani dari ka jo khat hota hai wo bhi mahfuz the shape of the beam it is written that one man there thought that he was alive and just to make sure that 
he's not alive, even after 77 years, he poked his one finger on the cheek of Hazrat Sulaiman bin Muhammad. He said when he poked his finger, he could see blood flowing from the inside. You think cheek ko karenge, so there's blood, as khun hai. He could see blood flowing. Subhanallah. And this is the maqam of these great people. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَا تَكُولُ لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا Don't say for those people who have died and who have become shaheed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they are shaheed, that they are amwat, dead people, بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ But they are alive. They are alive. We cannot sense it, but they are alive. This was Hazrat Sulaiman bin Muhammad. There was another Buzrug whose name was Hazrat Maulana Bastani. And his incident, his story is ajeeb. They said that when, he, when they put him down in the grave, again for some reason they had to open up the grave. And these are waqiyats that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show. And that is the only reason these events take place. They opened up his cover and the planks he put on top. And underneath is the mayat. They realized that when they removed the planks, the hole was even deeper that was dug. And they saw Hazrat Maulana Bastani standing up in his cover and he is doing qiyam and he is in his salah. Can you imagine? What would you do? You stop working for the CBCs, won't you? And just to just be here and make Allah Allah, you know, well, what a great honor. Huh? And, and they saw this man standing in his grave. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam has said about Anbiya alayhi salam, Yusalluna wa yurzakuna. That they perform salat in their graves and rosy comes to them. Food is given to them all the time. Don't ask me is it twice a day or three times a day. That I don't know. All I know is that rosy comes to them. Wa yurzakuna. Allah rabbul alameen unko rosy pahunchate hai. And the famous story of Musa alayhi salam and Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into Mi'raj. He saw Musa alayhi salatu wa salam performing salam. And the people who opened up the grave, they shut it again, went to some of the family members, the sister was there, and they said that this is the condition we saw of your brother. What is so special about your brother? And the sister said, for 30 years my brother performed Fajr salat with the wuzu of Isha. For 30 years my brother performed Fajr Salat with the wuzu of Isha and every time before the Mu'azzin would give Azan for Fajr Salat my brother would make dua and would say Ya Allah if you would give anyone the opportunity to perform Salat in their graves, in their kabr Ya Allah give it to me the lazat I find in my Salat I don't have that lazat in anything else even when I die Ya Allah let me perform salat in my cover also. And this was his only dua for 30 years. And the people there said to the sister that the dua, the sincere dua of your brother has been accepted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers. We end the session uh, by mentioning some of the great miracles that concern the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman and Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala an wa akhiru dawana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما لا اله الا انت سبحانك اننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه في الدنيا والاخره اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك عندك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك عندك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله سمعنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله